Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. guest this week tim um so about that come on tim you don't have another celebrity signed up for us you got the last celebrity oh that's true mo collins was on our show folks if you have not listened to last week's episode and this is zompocalypse now by the way we assume that you know that because you <sighs> pushed play somewhere yes and i'm tim. Uh, yes we hope that you, and i'm dustin right uh, and last week we had Mo Collins on because Dustin asked her and she said yes, because that was great. And mm-hmm. we were really appreciated having her on uh, and we would love to have her back. Mo, you're welcome back anytime. Um, that would be fantastic. And uh, this week, however, we do not have a guest. However, what we do have is the Walking Dead has returned <laughs> and we have a new episode of The Walking Dead to watch. Yes. We do indeed. And uh, this was... Um, a very <sighs> yeah i i there are so many things wrong with this episode <laughs> it was... some, of, some of them are scrub your eyes wrong right but uh, some of them are just um yeah yeah this was this was uh pretend we're going to kill jerry the the episode right <laughs> Yeah, there we go. This is this is that's what that's a significant chunk of this episode was. How can we almost kill Jerry? Right. Um, and it was a little bit of a bottle episode too, which I thought was, it a was. strange. It was kind of a bottle episode, and and curiously, uh, it felt like an episode that was either under edited or over edited, mm-hmm. because there were moments where you would go from one scene where people were doing one thing, and then you'd come back and they were doing something completely different in the next scene and there was no transition and it was very jarring. I'm specifically thinking of the scene where Daryl says, come on guys, I think I found a way out. And the next scene is them all sitting down yeah, and just talking. And it's like, okay, hang on. <laughs> Where's the missing piece of this story? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Um, but first we have to have tea. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and it was an episode where... Um, could we just make Carol the worst in this episode? Yeah, that was, I found slightly annoying myself. Like, why do we need, you know, why do we need to do Carol the adventures in dumbness? Like, and I was thinking about this as I watched about uh, Moral Quandry Rick. Mm-hmm. And how he swung on that pendulum of, you know, rational, good decision maker, and then just complete nutbag. <laughs> right, right. You know, mm-hmm. and and I feel like they're they're unfortunately putting that in, like giving that trait a little bit to Carol, since she's our proxy for Rick in this Whisperer storyline. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say that's true. Uh, and so instead of having it be 
Carol things that Carol would do to deal with these issues. It's the crazy pants stuff that Rick might have done, which, you know, is always crazy pants, you know? Like, <laughs> Rick would definitely 100%, like, Rick would definitely 100% run willy-nilly into, uh, after the 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 uh the bad guy if he thought he could catch him while everybody behind him screamed no don't do it right <laughs> but carol wouldn't carol would be like oh look there they are i'll just note that and come back to murder them later you know well it's an interesting thing because they they try really hard to give carol justifications that make sense and to some degree mm-hmm. they do right Yes. Um, because, you know, it's, a, it's an emotional thing. She's lost a lot, um, you know, and I think that, that to some degree there's a level of, of you can understand that. Yes, absolutely. Um, at the same time, um, you also have someone who has been through the things she has been through already and how at this point the f- – it makes much more sense to me that she would be channeling this into murderous, destructive rage that would be cold and calculated versus self-destructive, inconsiderate, um, endangering the people she cares about, um, basically acting in so many ways, not like herself. And I get and I get that. I, I get that the you know anger and pain can make people behave irrationally. We know this. This is not a shock. But I mean, the she gets this lecture from Daryl, which a completely. I mean, that was a great that was a great lecture from Daryl. I mean, it was perfect. It made perfect sense. Um, but after he said those words, that should have been the end of it. <laughs> And it's not. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, uh, I can't, okay, we're, we're not doing our normal recap, so. Clearly we're not. We, should we? Well, I mean, how, okay, well, well, there's not a whole lot to this episode. They're, yeah. t- they're trapped in the cave with the walkers. Right. But, okay, let's, well, before we do that, let's, let's deal with the unpleasantness <laughs> that is Alpha's naked ass. And folks, we are we are completely one hundred percent body positive here. Oh yes, uh, because uh, Dustin and I are. Well, let's face it, Dustin, you and I are not the pinnacles of physical perfection. No, we're not. Um, we have no grounds for saying anyone is not uh, anyone's body is not great. And when I say un- the unpleasantness of her naked ass, I am not speaking of the body of the actress whose name I do not recall and I do not have IMDb at the moment. Nor am I talking about Jeffrey Dean Morgan's nakedness, who was also nakedness, naked in this episode, but also unpleasant. It's the characters. Yes. Uh, these are very... Samantha Morton is a wonderful actress. Uh, she's an attractive woman. She's deliberately unattractive in this setting. Series, yes. Um, and and that's that's an obje- that's a, a subjective opinion. That's my opinion. You're allowed to disagree, obviously, dear listeners. But um, the fact of the matter is is that Alpha is an unattractive human being. 
Right. In every conceivable way. Yes. Um, and I'm sorry. Uh, call me, call me prudish. Call me prudish. That I would sit there and say, even in the midst of the zombie apocalypse, even if my life was on the line, maybe especially if my life was on the line, I don't think that a naked person wearing a dead the, somebody else's dead face. I, I I I confess, Dustin. I do not believe I could perform under such circumstances. No, I don't think so either. I don't care um, how long it's been. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, and you know, you know that there's a smell. Oh you God, know, you know that that you know not that Negan and Alpha are not are are you know not smelling wonderful. In cool. fact. That's part of the whole MO of the whispers that they blend in with the walkers and walkers don't smell good. They smell nasty. Well, this is the post-apocalypse world where there is a shortage of toothpaste. Mm. There is a shortage of mouthwash. There's a shortage of soap. Uh, Negan has just actually been pushed into the latrine. The latrine. Um, Yeah. I just, there's a whole lot going on here. Now that said, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Negan uh, is pure 100% Negan all this episode. Yes. It is in the, in the fast talking, funny, um, wise Negan versus the, right. the Negan who, I mean, he's pushing buttons, mm-hmm. but this is the Negan. This is the mature Negan that we've seen emerge since we had the time jump. Yes. And I find, I found his whole argument that, you know, she needs to, you know, like pay more attention mm-hmm. to to what she's doing because, you know, he's come up against these people before and he thought he could beat them and he was unable and like, you need to listen to me because, you know, I know we're running different shows here, but, you know. This is, no. you know, I thought that was a really interesting thing for him, you know, and to, to say what we have noticed, which is, you know, I thought my people were loyal too, but a lot of them are now living over there, you know, doing that whole peaceful thing, you know, and of we know, and we, cause we've discussed it, that, that people already in the whisperers are considering or looking at the fact that there are people that have normal lives. Well, not only that, I mean, even with Negan's, you know, Negan's whole structure with the, with the society that he thought he was building that, you know, however, however, you know, you view it as we've, and we've talked about before the fact that, you know, if, if we were following Negan from the beginning, Mm -hmm. this would be the Negan show. Right. Um, And so the idea that, um, uh, the world, you know, there there was a lot more logic to Negan's viewpoint than there is to yeah Alphas. So the idea somehow that that you know the anybody who is remotely sane <laughs> should not be sitting there going, "Gee, they have running water. Gee, they have food that actually is food." Uh, you know, and they don't have to wear dead people on their faces. You know, <laughs> these these are pluses, really. Yeah, exactly. And you know, but I guess you know we're supposed to believe that Alpha is such a strong cult leader presence that she has 
basically, you know, brainwashed these people. Uh, I, you know, I just find it, I, I agree. I'm with you. I find it very like, I, cause I don't feel like I, I would be, I would be sucked into that. Like, I think that I would be like, uh, you know, don't think that's great. You guys. <laughs> oh, and I, th- I think they did a good job with getting Samantha Morton because she's a powerful actress. Yes. And she has presence and, and she can deliver some, you know, she, she delivers, the things she says with conviction, which is always, right. you know, she's, she's got the right kind of presence for this kind of character. The I, problem is it's such an extreme thing. Right. For as much as I do not believe the whispers as a concept at this point, because we're so, I mean, it's been nine years. Right. In the, in the history of the show, it's been around nine years. As much as I do not believe the Whispers as a concept at this point in this universe, I 100% believe Alpha. Oh, yeah. Like, I've never had any kind of problem with the way that Alpha has been portrayed. Right. No. And, you know, I think, I mean, that goes back to the thing we were talking with, with uh, Mo Collins about yesterday, our last episode is this show uh now that it is there the writing room the writing rooms of these shows have got to i i'd be shocked if they weren't more women in the writing rooms of these shows because they write such diverse and interesting female characters on both fear and on this show which just makes the stuff they're doing so much worse with carol mm-hmm. um the it does whoever who, whatever the the thought here is is i i just don't like it and and mm. but yeah so basically the premise here is that there's a somebody is is leaking information from the whispers we know this we happen to know who it is it's uh, gamma yeah we know that it's gamma uh because aaron is uh you know her, he's come come to the light side we have cookies is essentially what yeah. it breaks down to um, right. Well, and not only that, but but she saw Lydia, mm-hmm. uh, and saw that Lydia was alive, and realized that she had been. They had all been lied to because Alpha told everyone that Lydia had died, that she had killed Lydia herself. Well, she's also still reeling from the fact that her sister is dead. Yes, that her and, sister that she's been trying to protect since the beginning of this has died, and, and that her nephew is still alive. And yes. being cared for. So I mean, there's this. Gamma yeah, got a lot of stuff going on. You got a lot of stuff going on, but but clearly there's you know the the whispers are aware. There's they think there's a spy from the outside, but Negan raises the point that it's a spy from the inside. It's someone who yeah. betrayed them. And um, and Alpha sends well, Alpha sends Gamma out to warn everyone that there's some you know that their their secrets are getting out, and that's when Negan sits there and goes. So you realize that it's probably her, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I loved that. He was just like, "Yeah, you know, yeah, this is obviously this one." <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that it's it's that interesting thing where you when you are somebody who's at the top of a cult of personality, mm-hmm. and you're no longer part of that when you have lost your your role at the top being able to look from the outside in at somebody else's cult of personality mm-hmm. and say, wow, you've got a blind spot. It's this big. <laughs> and, well, uh, I mean, yeah. 
So, I mean, it's, it's a really kind of interesting uh, sequence. And again, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, everything since Negan, the, he's done since the time jump has just been, uh, Negan is such a more interesting character. Right. I agree. I agree. I feel like they've, a lot of the things that I've, I had problems with, they, they have, uh, turned on their heads in a really interesting way. Now this scene basically does end with our two, um, our two individuals, Yes, naked, our uh, villains with with Alpha wearing uh, her 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 skin mask face thing, and Negan going, wait a minute, this isn't a praying mantis kind of you know, the you know the female kills the male after sex thing, and she doesn't say anything, and he's like, I notice you're not saying anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> eh, what the hell, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's okay. probably been a lonely seven years for him. It might have been, but even so. Now, in the comic, so a little spoiler thing for the folks who haven't read the comic here. In the comic, this is where, after this whole conversation, prior to the sex, um, this is pretty much where Negan says, you know, hey, I'm on board, and oh, by the way, come closer, stabity stab stab. Mm -hmm. And he decapitates her and takes her head back uh, to show Rick. Of course, Rick is, is alive in the comic at this point. Um, and, uh, um, you know, to, to prove his loyalty to, to Rick and clearly we're not doing that here, but I no. think that we're, we're not this. I think the end result is going to be the same. This is right. Negan getting inside her head. Oh geez. I can't believe I just said, okay. Getting inside a lot of things. I feel bad. I feel bad, Dustin. That was a that was, Dustin level joke, Tim. I, I feel bad. Um, but that said, uh the you know, this he's he's still manipulating her to that point. I mean oh, yeah. here is I think that's gonna be the end result. I I, pre I predict that Negan will still be stabity stab stabbing uh Alpha at some point in the not too distant future. See, I don't know, I don't know if it is going to be Alpha that he stabbed, he stabs, stabs, stabs. It may be uh, somebody else of equal or lesser value uh, because I don't think we're going to, I mean, it's the same thing where, you know, we had the governor for three full seasons mm. because when are, why are you going to want to get rid of a character like that? <sighs> Yeah, yes and no. I think the problem is that we run the risk with the whispers that we've already stretched this story out with them. Mm -hmm. And the longer, the longer they stay as a functional villain, I think the more, you know, the same, the same issues that we've had with them from the beginning become more and more present. The more these people are exposed to other people who are not living in, squalor and dead people um the less sense it makes less enticing that, that yeah i mean you know it's like hmm let's see where other people's skin have vegetables <laughs> uh, you know i mean oh i love that but i mean some people are gonna sit there that and needs, go that needs to be on a t-shirt <laughs> 
Well, I mean, there's that's a that's a whole vegetarian vegan argument right there. But I mean, the, the you know the I can accept there'll be a certain amount of you know people part of the whispers who will sit there and go, oh no, I'm I'm on board with the skin thing um, yeah. because there's some crazy pants people over there. But still, I mean, I think it just I think it just makes it harder uh, to stretch it out the longer it goes. Uh, not to mention the fact that. you either have to have a cold war or you have to have a war war. And, yeah. you know, so I think that, I don't know. I just, I just, uh, I'm hope, I'm kind of hopeful by the end of the season that we're done with this. Cause I'm tired of the whispers to be honest. Yeah. Well, I've been tired of them for a while. Sure. Because like we've discussed their, their situation is just honestly untenable. Right. Uh, but I'm okay with, seeing what we're where we're going like what you know let's see i'm i'm okay with like where are we headed sure sure i understand uh so that basically is all the whisperers we get we don't get any of alexandria or hilltop or you know any of the other numerous places that they should never have abandoned uh (laughs) What we get instead is the cave. Yes. We're trapped in the cave because Carol ran, ran all, you know, willy-nilly. Ugh. And and everyone is is quite willing to call Carol out on this. Mm-hmm. There is there is no question that people are going, uh, so Carol, about your recent choices. Yes. And especially Daryl. She and Daryl have a very, very good conversation about the fact that she is losing it Mm -hmm. um because they get down there they get down there and they're like starting to like oh shit there's we found the herd you guys (laughs) and uh carol's like freaking out and uh and is it it's is it which one is it one of the girls asks like what's going on and daryl says she's claustrophobic Mm-hmm. And so later she Carol is like, I never told you I was claustrophobic. And he's like, I loved this line. He was like, you know, if if I only knew the things you told me, I would know nothing about you. Right. And she tried she tried to like call him out on it, but he was like, No, no, no. You don't get to call me, you know, no, no, no. This is this is Carol centric issues episode. Right. And, you know, he basically is like, you are making, you are not acting like yourself. You're making decisions, bad decisions. You need to quit it. And and she's like, I can't get past, like, the things she took from me. Which I thought was really interesting, you know. I, I just love, walk, in, in Walker Children Heaven, uh... Uh, stupid Henry is like ha, and Sophia's like shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody else that she's lost is looking around, going, "Hey, <laughs> what about me?" Right. <laughs> I, it's, and I know that Carol's been through a lot, and it really—I mean, she's been the the recipient of so much of the misery porn, right? Uh, right. That Walking Dead is, uh, but it just there's so much bad. She's making so many bad decisions. Right. It's just really frustrating to watch this character make those decisions. It is. 
especially considering how calculated we know she can be and how, how strong in pain we know she can be. Right. Right. And I, uh, I'm not saying they can't find a way to make this all work, but right now it, I don't, I'm torn between going, this is out of character for her and, and also dealing with the fact that pain and rage makes you do things out of character. Yeah. Because she, like, she sees Alpha at the beginning of the episode, she just screams, this animal scream of, like, you know... Like, yeah, but I, I saw that scene, and all I could think of was William Shatner going, Con! <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think of that until you actually said it. All so I could I, think about. I'm into it. <laughs> so anyway, then, thus starts the, um, the American Ninja Warrior episode that we now get to play out with. I was going to go with the video game cutscene. Oh. Uh, because, you know, it's the hopping from rock to rock. It's the Tomb Raider bit or the, yeah. the you know, um, or, or, but yeah, no, American Ninja Warrior, also good. Uh, American Gladiators, also good. Oh, yeah. Scene. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so Daryl's like, hey, for no reason. <laughs> Let's let's hop across these rocks to this other thing, and and everybody's like, sure, why not? I mean, yes, they're looking for a way out. They they know that they they can't go back up, right? So they're they've got to try and find a way out, and so they do this hopping across rocks thing, and that's the first. Hey, um, are we gonna kill Gary? <laughs> moment of the episode because uh, he's a big man. Oh yeah, there's a there's a great bit later where he, they ask him how he's doing. He's like, "I'm a six foot tall man." <laughs> Whenever he would have problems getting into airport bathrooms, right? I'm doing great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they ha- have to hop across these rocks, and uh, pre- periodically, like uh, ninja ninja walkers show up, and, oh, and yeah. they have to you know fight a ninja a series of ninja walkers. Well, and, and then. To- Ninja, uh, ninja, uh, uh, sorry, brain just, brain just, went oh, the, the, the whisperers, yeah, the ninja, the, magically whis- appear. the, the ninja whisperers who appear, uh, because, they, you know, yeah. they appear first. That's the first, like they, they come down because Alpha sent them down there to make sure that no one gets out of the caves alive. Uh, of course, right. then of course our people just completely demolish them. And, uh, and so then they, so once they get onto the other side, they then have to uh, crawl through a tunnel, a cave tunnel, where you're on like your belly. Mm-hmm. And I have got to tell you, I would never do that. I would just be like, okay, well, I guess I'm dying. Because <laughs> that is one, like, I'm, I am not just mildly claustrophobic. I also am pretty claustrophobic. And I just, the idea of that especially since I once got really injured on a spelunking trip Mm. uh, in a cave and kind of rattled, like turned around. We were in a cave and we were pretty far down and it was a, it was a, not a bad cave. It was a kitty cave. It was, you know, uh, but I turned around and just ran right into a rock and hit myself on the temple. Mm-hmm. And for the and, and was blurry had blurry vision and was disoriented in that cave for the thirty to forty minutes that it took us to get out, and like like I said, I just the idea of that 
basically has turned me off the caves completely. Sure. No, understandable. So, you know, when they're like crawling around, like I was, I just kept waiting, like, oh, Jerry's going to get stuck. And of course, Carol has the frozen moment. I can't do it. I'm, I'm terrified of the enclosed spaces. Right. And, you know, then the walkers start chasing them down the, the, the tunnels. And of course, Jerry takes, that's the minute Jerry gets stuck is with the walkers right behind him. And but they get him out like so like three times they like get Jerry stuck on something or or have walkers right after him or get him stuck but he makes it out all three times he gets bit on his boot boots oh yeah enough that it's it's fine but I mean it's yeah it's just now once they finally get to the point where they look like they are going to be free and getting out they turn around and Carol's not there anymore because oh, yeah. she so decided they, so they to, found to use. <laughs> she used to check off dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, the dynamite they found, they're like, yeah, let's just leave that there because we don't know how long it's been there or how safe it is. And she's like, whatever. Yeah. Uh and you know, and there's a there's a neat scene earlier where you see that the they're they're high enough bound that you can see, you know, there's this like long drop down to where the walkers are below, right. which they know because they're carrying around a severed walker arm that they're using as a, as a torch. Not sure that it would burn that way, but whatever. Um, and then she goes back to, to blow them up. This does not go well. But I don't understand why she decided to do the, like, cause I guess this might've been an editing issue or I watched it on, you know, maybe the media that I watched it on was too dark, but I don't remember when they were over the walkers that it was that like precarious, like because if I'm remembering correctly, they basically walked up to the edge of that thing and are like, "Oh, look, there's all the walkers," and then like wandered off. But when Carol goes back, she's like having to like crawl along a ledge and yeah, it's uh, the geography of the interior of the cave didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Although I did appreciate the fact that they find the you know, Jerry finds the arrow. Yeah. Uh, because, of course, you know, the, the Whispers would, in fact, put their own directions there. I mean, it only makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it, it, it felt a little bit like it was there to put Carol in danger so Carol could be rescued, so it could go wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And then it goes wrong, and there's an, ex- you know, things start, the cave, which is not stable. Right. Starts to collapse. And we try and kill Jerry again because he's holding up like half the cave. Mm-hmm. He's the big guy. Um, but and- it's, it's Anya and uh, Deffy. Deffy McDefferson. I'm pretty sure that's not her name. It's Deffy McDefferson. That's not in fact. And, and, we- and her sister's oh, name's Lil Hearnade. I don't think so. I, I believe it now. Yeah, well, we've established the fact that you don't know how to name people. Um, (laughs) Or actually, you're really, really good at giving people names. (laughs) They just happen to be the wrong ones. They're always pretty dumb. Well, they're always uh, interesting names. Um, That is Connie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Connie is one of the ones who is trapped inside or dead. Hard to tell. She's be just trapped inside. 
Well, one would hope so, because it seems like, you know, another nod to misery porn. If Daryl gets close, we finally get Daryl getting close to someone uh, in what might be a romantic way or just another great friendship. We just don't know. Um, and to have her be killed by Carol, of all people, um, would be uncool. Well, I don't think, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know if I can get behind that we have to blame Carol for these deaths. Okay, but. There's a real strong part of me that doesn't want, want. Well, part, okay, part of it is unfair because there's no way that Carol could know these things would happen. Right. On the other hand, Carol consistently did a number of things that were not in her own self-interest, not in her, the interests of the people around her, and in many ways spent a significant chunk of the previous episode and this episode putting people in danger for no reason. Mm, um, I mean, her, well, no, for her own very selfish reasons, more accurately. So while it might not be fair to blame her, that You're going per- to. Well, no, we're going much, to anyway. <laughs> that pretty much everybody else in the episode is blaming her at the end of this doesn't surprise me. Because they basically, you know, she basically chose her own, she chose her revenge over the lives of everyone around her. And understandable or not, right. it was wrong. That's true. And that was, I thought, a really powerful moment. When the because they are all getting out and Anya and and Connie are 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 waiting, you know, are fighting off the walkers, fighting off the walkers, and and Jerry's holding up the cave, and finally he just can't hold it anymore. Right, and so he gets out, and Anya and and Connie step back as the cave is collapsing, and the cave collapses. And everybody's freaking out because, you know, they're, and, and um, Lil Hearnade says, we can't stay and try and dig them out because uh, we'll, you know, that's everyone within a hundred miles is coming, coming here. Right. And so, so uh, they have to leave. But Daryl does say during that same moment that he, because Carol then tries to like, confront him and say i'm sorry you know tell me it's my you know i know it's my fault just say it's my fault and he won't even look at her right and then he says i'm gonna go look around i'm gonna start looking around because the walk the whispers got in and out of this cave another way than we did they obviously got in and out another way than we did so i'm gonna find that way out and find out if they're alive and then everybody just walks away from carol leaving her standing there just gutted. Yeah. And, you know. It's a powerful, powerful moment. I just don't like how we got here. Oh, no. Of course not. And it doesn't, it doesn't, feel, it doesn't feel right for the character. And, I, and again, like I said, I'm torn because I get it, but, you know, I think it's, it's just, she seems like the wrong character to do this to. Yeah. And we'll see. I mean, it, it may, it may, I may come around as, as the, you know, the rest of this part of the season unfolds, but even so, uh, it bothers me too, too good of a character, too good of a character to, to, you know, and, and she, you know, she gives a, Melissa McBride gives a fantastic performance here. Oh yeah. 
she sells every bit of this emotion. Um, it's just, could we, could we please not with Carol? <laughs> yeah. Let's give Carol a break. I mean, although you could argue that she's had a nine year break, but we're not going to do that because we weren't there for those nine years. Yeah, we weren't there for those nine years. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. But I mean, for, for an episode coming back, um, from the break. I mean, yeah, it was a bottle episode. And I think there was, like I said, there were some strange editing choices. Um, it, you know, it, it gets you back in. I mean, that right. it, it wasn't, but it wasn't, I don't know that I enjoyed this episode. Um, I think it was effective overall. I don't, yeah, I agree with you. I don't know. I don't think I, I, I felt feelings about this episode. I was just like, yeah, we're here. It's it's happening. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's, find out what's going on. Possibly because I think you and I were when we left it at the end of last season, we were like, "Why would you do this dumb thing? <laughs> Why would you run inside the obvious trap?" It right. It's got a sign above it that says, "This is a trap." Obvious <laughs> traps are obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do this? So yeah, I mean it's hard. It's hard to sit there and go, "How do they escape the right. dumb trap?" Oh, and AMC totally spoiled us because we saw pictures of Carol standing outside of the cave, so we know she survived. Yeah, shocked, shocked we were. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever gonna. I mean, it's gonna take me a really long time to get over that bit of clickbait. I know. I just. So. I mean, it it hurts me deep inside to know that. Wait, no, never mind. I can't even can't even sustain that 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 bit of yeah. nonsense there. So. So, so there we are. That's this episode of The Walking Dead, and we're back. and And the stakes have been raised. Of course, we know that we have, well. Apparently, Negan is on the side um, of the Whispers, at least um, for now. For now, and Pinky is, to the corner of the mouth. As long as he's getting some, apparently, um, which I'm sure Gross. I'm sure Beta is going to be thrilled about. <laughs> um, and then uh, you know we know that Gamma is going to be a target, and we know that uh, you know we've had we've had some of our characters separated, and they will drag this out. I don't know. Well, they might not drag it out. We may know as soon as next episode whether or not they survive, but they could just drag this out because right. the And history there's so much, so much good stuff that I am waiting to find out about, like Ezekiel's cancer, and you know Michonne went on a on a on a mini quest, right. You know, and we're, and we're running out of episodes with her. Yeah. So there's a lot to distract us from from these particular points, but a lot to look forward to this season. So we've got a little bit more misery porn with with Carol coming with with Ezekiel. Yay! Yay! Hurrah! Huh? Poor Carol. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Um, We'll have to have to see what happens. We're uh, we, of course, will continue to watch The Walking Dead and talk about it because um, we have no choice. Because we are, it is the law. We are, we are, we are under a curse, so we must. Yes. <laughs> we are required to do this. We were cursed by a witch a hundred years ago, and uh, we must continually arrive. Otherwise, terrible things will happen. We're saving you all, which is really what it is. We're doing this for you, folks. We're doing this for you. Uh, so, yeah, and if you enjoy what we do, if you're at least a moderately entertained, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. 
can find us on podcast.com and Apple Podcasts or iTunes, depending on what your software says it is. We, um, we tweet. We tweet. Well, Dustin we tweet tweets, it out. We, Dustin tweets more than I do, but I have tweeted a couple of times over the last couple of weeks. Um, so, and this is how, you know, we connected with, you know, with Mo Collins and how Dustin reached out to her through the wonderful method of Twitter. So it has some uses and some benefits, even though it's mostly a horrible place. Um, but, uh, you can find us there. You can say hello. We'd appreciate it. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Um, of course I will say this again and again and again, the internet is full of people who are not polite. Please be polite. Please be nice. Conversations are fun. Uh, they don't have to be uh, Twitter awful, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, and uh, we'd love for you to follow us, share the show. Um, and yeah, we'll do it again next week. So thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with more John Pahalotsnet. Zompocalypse Now is produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey for Just Some Guy Productions.